episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, two gentlemen who will not be starting the season on the pup list, Anthony and Moose. Hello. What's up? I, oh, uh, simultaneous hello. Love I am it. always physically fit to perform. <laughs> and, oh, man. So many jokes there I won't get into. Which, it's, uh, it's a family which, show. It's a which, family show. I didn't say anything inappropriate. I'm about to explain. No, that, that my the brain list, went to some inappropriate. Yeah, the pup yeah. list. The pup yeah. list stands for physically unfit to play. Unable to to perform. I believe perform. it's unfit. It... Unable? Participate. Unfit? I think it's to, to participate. participate. There's a lot of different P's. It could be. Maybe we should know, but physically unable to participate as my guess. That's beer bet. Okay, what do you what do you guys think it is? Anthony, what do you say it is? Well, now Moose knows, but Anthony, beer bet, I say physically unable to participate. Well, I said it was physically unable to perform. Mm. What, did I, what, what did I say originally? Drum what did I say initially? You will have to go physically. You said physically unable. I think you said perform. I think I said to no, play, though. Physically you said to unable play. to play. Yeah. Yeah. But initially, I said I was always fit to perform. Um, it's physically unable to perform. Oh, Anthony. Winner, 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 chicken dinner. Nice. Anyways, we'll be getting into some guys, some actual players who are on the pup list, but you two, us three, we're not. We're always ready to go. Actually, we should be physically, should be physically unable to podcast for us hey, we when go. we're on the pup list, but we're not. We are able to podcast, and thanks for being here with us today, um, being Thursday, July 22nd, and holy smokes, has a lot happened since we last uh, recorded an episode for you, for our fans. I've got a, I've got a quick thing to say. Yeah, go for it. Uh, quick shout out to uh, Chris Bragg. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Chris. Oh. Mm. Okay. I, That's which, it. Not, how, not, I, I, we don't want to get into I'm trying to... Which Is it... It's just his dad. dad. Just dad? Okay. Yeah, I was like... I've never... I just knew him as just his dad. And I will continue to call him as such. Just his dad. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> love Happy it birthday that is awesome um yeah gosh so much has been happening in the news we're really excited to get into it we're, we're gonna dedicate as we do when tons of news breaks that's important to break down for you listeners we're gonna dedicate this episode to uh to headlines to just epic headlines and then the ramifications of this news that's coming out really awesome the before we get into it the other intro i had planned except for the pup list I, I knew you wouldn't like it, Moose. Tell me if you would if you would have liked it. I was going to combine both your names mm -hmm. to sound like Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can't even say his last name. His last name. Uh, it's it already a failure. You it was going to be Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. To lead I'm glad you didn't go with that. One. I know. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm upset you brought it back up. Actually, I brought yeah. it up. I brought it up just because I wanted to say congratulations. This whole you podcast were, you were on tilt. here. You were here with your intro, and now you just brought yourself way back down. Like, if you weren't going to say it, don't bring it up. Yeah. You you yeah. made the instinctive choice not to say it. You should have gone with your instinct. Yeah. I just but I wanted to now see we're what you guys thought, and I'm now I know I made the right choice. But anyways, congratulations cool. to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis, NBA championship. Pretty cool. And I thought the the clip of him, he scored 50 points. I, I know, most We'll be quick. And then there's a clip of him ordering don't a 50, apologize to a 50 me. piece. Uh, uh, and apologize, we'll be quick. Apologize. Am I being included with you, Nick? <laughs> you, don't you, apologize. You, you join in on the NBA stuff from time yeah. to time. Don't, yeah. don't no? apologize to me. Apologize to the listeners. All right, listeners, I apologize. But go check out the video of him ordering a 50-piece McNugget. 
because he dropped a 50 piece, 50 points in the NBA championship to win it. And that's pretty cool. It's funny. One of the greatest performances. Uh, I'm, uh, one I have, of, I have one, one of. thing to say on basketball, which I thought was funny since we kind of partook in the, uh, we did a fantasy basketball, at least my first time doing it. But uh, I saw that somebody put that uh, Russell West, what Russell Westbrook has a triple double in his name. Oh, because <laughs> the two S's. The two L's two and the two O's. Two L's and two O's. O's. That's funny. That is funny. Because he, he's known for getting triple doubles. Yep. But not championships like Giannis. And to Katumbo. And to Ante, Oh, man. Jeez. Ante, 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 I don't know. Oh, Anthony? I, don't know. I no. can't do it. All right. I'm moving on to person. football. Moving on to football. <laughs> Let's get into some headlines. Guys, definitely the biggest news of the week uh, coming early this week was that running back for the LA Rams, Cam Akers, sophomore, stud, big hype train on Cam Akers. People are really excited about this year. Tore his Achilles in training um, on his own, I believe, and he will be out for the entire season. Cam Akers out for the season. Initial reactions. Um, It's terrible. This is a guy that, I mean, for Dynasty, especially terrible. Uh, Going in sophomore year, a guy on a Super Bowl contending team, high-powered offense. It's just... It's just awful. And the fact that it's an Achilles, I know we talk about other injuries that are serious like ACL, MCL. Those ones we see people come back and perform well after. The Achilles, it's not it's a, so much. It's a real acre. It's a real uh, acre. Too soon? <laughs> I, no, I, no. Too soon? I like, too I like soon it. for me. Too soon for um, me. So too I soon guess... for one of our listeners for sure. I know. Sorry, Jordan. Sorry, Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Poor Jordan. Um, yeah, so I guess the most recent running back to have an Achilles injury is Marlon Mack. So I guess we'll see if he's back to normal. But, uh, I mean, he's not the featured back on his team. But this is terrible news. Terrible, terrible. Another one bites it, the dust. First day of training camp. Bad. Did, Moose is getting upset again. But did you hear that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, CFL, had four players during the same drill tear, tear their Achilles and oh, it was like God. there's an investigation into it because it was obviously uh, I mean it's unsafe like um, what um, was the was it MetLife Stadium? Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, yeah. Last what, year. We're, I'll bring it up. We're gonna bring that up later. But yeah, MetLife Stadium. So many injuries last year. Hopefully they fix that up. Yeah. Okay, so Cam Akers is out. Um, yeah, terrible if you have him in Dynasty, but hopefully you got um, elsewhere to go. If you were looking to to get him in redraft, obviously he's out for the season. So. Um, you're, you're not taking him where he was. I think people were taking him like early second round in half PPR redrafts. Um, so now, first question is Darrell Henderson Jr. So he is the now lead back. You can almost say sole back, proven back for the LA Rams. They have uh, Xavier Jones and they have Jake Funk. I think it is yeah. something like that. Funk. Uh, who is a seventh round pick from this year. So really, it's on Darrell Henderson Jr. So here's a guy who I liked as a, as a pickup in the late rounds. So now, obviously, he's going to skyrocket way up. So I'd like to hear from you guys, and our listeners would like to hear, where would you be now willing to take Darrell Henderson Jr. in drafts? What do you what do you project? Does this change? Like, what, what is the deal? I'm going to give very clear instructions. Okay. Take your right leg, move it over a couple of inches to the left, and pump the brakes. Uh-huh. Because uh, I like it. Darrell <laughs> Henderson, although you know he's very talented, we've seen him. Like, don't forget, he was 
drafted to to be Cam Akers and then was overshadowed by Malcolm Brown, um, Todd Gurley, and you know Cam Akers last season pretty much when when Cam Akers was healthy. So I think the assumption that Terrell Henderson just suddenly becomes this epic running back, I think is uh, yet to be seen. Okay. Well, let's break this down. So one, can we all agree that Cam Akers is a, given the same oppor- exact same opportunity, would do better than Darrell Henderson Jr.? Cam Akers, uh, yeah. Cam Akers, given the yeah, exact yes. same opportunity, would do better. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we believe Cam Akers a more talented back, more explosive, has uh, break breakaway speed, probably a better nose for the end zone. I'm. I think if jury's still out, and if he's a better pass catcher than Darrell Henderson, I think Darrell Henderson's a good pass catcher. Okay. So Cam Akers much better than Darrell Henderson talent wise. Now, so you can't just go same same. Where you would take Cam Akers? This is the new starting running back for the LA Rams. Can't take him in the exact same slot. But now. Were you guys, were either of you two, I got to remind me, refresh my memory, were either of you two worried about Darrell Henderson Jr. eating into a bit of Cam Akers' volume and opportunity? And now with Henderson in the lead role and basically no one to compete with, do we think that he's almost going to get more volume than Cam Akers would have gotten? Yeah, but I don't think he can handle the volume. I think that's yeah. the problem. So yeah, I, don't yeah. think he, I don't think he's going to do well. Right, that's the thing. If they thought when they drafted him that he was going to be their lead back, they wouldn't keep getting guys like when they got Malcolm or when they had Malcolm Brown there or drafting Cam Akers, the guys, he's not very durable either. His two seasons, he's played 13 and 15 games. So, I mean, he'll be good for some games and that's why Moose is hundred percent correct. Pump the brakes on him. Like he's not going to shoot up like he should not shoot up in where he's ranked or his ADP. Whoa, he should go up a little bit. To rise a little bit. Where is he right now? He's like round eight. Yeah, maybe round six, but I don't think this guy can carry the load well. Like, he'll be good enough for them, real football-wise, to, to move down the field, but he's I got him, not... Uh, I got him round nine and a half PPR right now, so he's going to he's gonna move way up. Oh, yeah, he'll move way up, but, move, should, yeah. but should he? I, I don't think way up. Should running move, backs are scarce. He should move up. He's now a starting running back for the Los Angeles okay. Rams and Sean McVay. He's got to move up. Right, but... Okay. Like you asked us before, do you think Henderson playing a full season, let's say he's the lead back with the two guys that he has behind them, providing they don't go get a veteran, which they said they're not interested in doing at the moment. Um, do you think Henderson has the potential to finish where Cam Akers would finish if he played the whole season? Me personally, I don't think so. No, but I'd have to say no, not the same place Cam Akers could. But he finished like Sean McVay the the run is a focal point of that offense kind of built around the run um so if you only have one real running option and we'll see maybe these other guys you know Xavier Jones and Jake Funk are, are usable and viable but if you really have that one option he's going to get a ton of opportunity ton of red zone opportunity you got to figure so to me I'm going to start this off I would take Darrell Henderson in round four. Oh my goodness of half CPR oh. round four maybe Wait. round five so- to me he's an RB2 <laughs> He's an uh, RB two. So where where are you where are you ranking Malcolm Brown? You taking him in the third round? Malcolm Brown's on Miami. Yes, but Malcolm Brown beat out Darrell Henderson for the second running back in. Okay, in, in that's LA. a moot moot point. Darrell Henderson's the only guy there on on yeah, a, no, a Rams offense that's going to move them all. <laughs> that's not true. He's he's saying talent wise though, 
if he's still getting beat out by like the third string, that means it means there's going to be issues there. Like, doesn't they have, matter. They have doesn't matter. They have rookies. To, to, they have rookies reach, who could beat him. Who could beat him out? To reach RB two status, you just need opportunity. He's going to have crazy volume. Volume is king with running backs. There's the studs who we know about. Darrell Henderson's not one of them. But think about David Montgomery last year. How much better is David Montgomery than Darrell Henderson? Maybe an, a, a little bit. He, David Montgomery finished fourth overall in half PPR. Excuse me. Based off of excuse volume me? and opportunity. David Montgomery's not that much better than Darrell Henderson Jr. Um, I and think draft capital would disagree with that. Production-wise, he's two two seasons. They're both two seasons in. David Montgomery performing. Where did David Montgomery finish his first season? Mm, RB2 somewhere. Uh, right. Daryl Henderson not like couldn't he stay even, healthy. I don't think he even really played many games. Daryl Henderson, 13 the first year, not relevant. 15 last year, didn't even make it into the top 24 where other running back twos did. Um, so, I mean, you can't say that Daryl Henderson Jr.'s talent is near David Montgomery. Not even close. His pass catching is maybe better. But as far as handling a full workload, like Moose mentioned before, I don't think there, I think Daryl Henderson with this opportunity will probably be a low end RB2. But okay. we have a Reddit question that will help us address this situation a little bit more. But um, I think he'll be a low end RB2, if anything. But my interest it, in him is is how healthy he so he'll stay. First of all, Anthony, you mentioned draft capital. Uh, Darrell Henderson drafted round three, pick seventy overall in two thousand nineteen. David Montgomery, same draft year, pick, pick seventy third. So okay. three spots after. So draft capital. Okay. Um, yes, David Montgomery's better. Uh, but then you also factor in the L.A. Rams are much better um, than the Chicago Bears so so far um, at. Uh, providing opportunity for the running back position and just general offense. Uh, they got Matt Stafford back there, who you're really high on. Uh, like the opportunity is there to me. He, if he's an RB two, you're saying low end RB two. Yeah. So like twenty to twenty four range. Right. And that's totally fair. That's that's fine. So that's like what around five pick for you. Yeah, five for your second six. So we're not that far off. We're not that far off. I would say the earliest I would take him is is round four, but. But I think it's high like, opportunity to reach for him for round four because it's the durability issues. And I think that's the issue the Rams have with him. They just don't know if he can stay healthy on the field. And we, we talk about this on how guys drop. So if you're going to reach for a guy that has the potential to get injured, then, I mean, it's a it's a big risk. And, like, I don't think they'll and, lean. And there's, and there's nothing to say that he doesn't get beat out in camp either. Right. He, I don't think he'll get. I don't think he'll get beat out, but well, he, they might. They he, might he already, say they might use the other two. He, he more already than has been beat out, so he could get beat out again. Yeah, I mean it's possible. It's possible, but yeah. I think if you're Sean McVay and now your plan's just been busted because they obviously are going to use Cam Akers a ton this year, so now you're thinking, okay, you're going to adjust your plans a little bit, but you think, all right, Darrell Henderson's his he's been good for us, and think real football terms. Don't think fantasy points for a second. In real football terms, Henderson Jr. has been really good for them, um, and, know, and pretty but reliable. We also, so we also have to consider at the end of the day. On this podcast, we're concerned about points. Yes, and I we need to interpret what we think the Rams will do in real football to then translate that into I don't, points. I don't think, I think in real football, Henderson yeah. Jr. is the guy. He's do we the know, only guy? Do we know what weeks Cam Akers was injured last year? Oh, it's a great drum it up. 
Drum it up. Well, because I'm just I'm looking at Darrell Henderson's points, and uh, he started off the the year well, and yeah. then and then it really fell off. Um, that's I when they started using Cam it up yeah. right Most now. So so he Cam, so he Cam, did well, and that was with Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers in the lineup. So so Cam Akers didn't play week three and four. Uh, week nine might have been their buy. So 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And then he didn't play week 60. Yeah, so that's not... He only had one good week with Cam Akers gone. Okay, so so he had some good weeks with Cam Akers there. Uh, no. So... No, he, he had... When uh, were his good weeks? When were his he, good weeks? Hold on. He, week two, he got 19 points. Okay, week Cam Akers th- was, was active that game. Week three, he got 18 points. Week five, he got 20 points. These and are then, great numbers. Is this PPR or half? These are great uh, numbers. Yeah, but that that's it. Everything else is under under eight points. Okay, and so those are realities game. with Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers there. Now they're gone. But, but yeah, but and we're talking yeah. about a seventh round pick in Jake Funk. We'll see how much funk he's got. He's gonna have to have a lot of funk to beat a Henderson at camp. And this guy's Xavier Jones. Uh, Xavier Jones, I've heard more. He's undrafted, right? And I've heard more good things about him. He, he could. Yeah, b- because he yeah. has a better college stat line than mm. Jake Funk. Like his, mm. who his... was it who told me college stat lines are complete? No, but if you're if you're mm. comparing <laughs> the two ba- the two <laughs> no, backups, him, Jake Funk, he made his way onto the team through his. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. His. Um, I guess his tape of why he should be drafted. Uh, the coach of uh, Sean, Sean McVay, McVay, when he yeah. saw his tape, was like, "This guy's got like uh, I like his his uh, the way he presents himself and the confidence he has." So that's what made him draft him. So I don't know if that will translate to the field. It's yet to be seen, but. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I I think we'll see at camp what happens. We'll see if Henderson can stay healthy too. So uh, I think if they, well, let's just say they were going to go 50-50 split with uh, passing and rushing. I think it's, they're not going to lean as heavy onto the rushing side of things now that Darrell Henderson is there because they want to keep him healthy, obviously for the whole season now and not overwork him. Yeah, we'll see more. We'll see Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, jet sweeps. We'll see creative, you know, yeah, handoffs in the backfield and whatever reverses, for sure. But Van Jefferson, Van can Jefferson, do a, maybe doing. Yeah. Can we do a quick? Who else could we get in the fourth? Mm. Absolutely, um, Anthony. Well, don't just drum up the latest mock draft you did. Let's should we go by ADP? Yeah. Um, well, I okay. sent the ADP list to you guys before. <laughs> um, that's a good point, Moose. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. So fourth, fourth round. We're You're still start- on the fourth, Dave. Somewhere around the fourth. Well, let's see. So uh, we're looking at start of the fourth round. We're looking at David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Kyler Murray, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Godwin, Mark Cooper, Miles Gaskin, James Robinson, and Thielen, Robert Woods. Yeah, I'm taking all those guys over Darrell Henderson. Yeah. Even Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, James Robinson? You take James Robinson yes. over Darrell Henderson? Yes. Yes. Wow, someone who's with tra- with the Travis Etienne hype over uh, but that, but versus that's the thing a guy who has no no competition. No, because my my theory on James Robinson was that because he only has a three year contract, they're not just going to throw Travis Etienne into the mix and get him destroyed. They want Travis Etienne to be you know with them for a while. 
So why not play out James Robinson's contract? I mean, it's the guy's not a slump. Like he had an amazing season. Why, why burn it? And what we forgot to address with James Robinson when we talked about him on previous podcasts is they, um, Jacksonville did not rush the ball a lot. So he did a lot with very little. So if he loses touches to ATN, I think he can still perform at a high level with another guy there. So, I mean, I don't think Darrell Henderson is as productive or will be as productive as maybe James Robinson would be. He's James know, Robinson. Let's, James, let's get okay, go James ahead. Robinson is on my pip list. <laughs> Wait, Physically is it? Oh, no. Pip? Oh, no, it doesn't work. Uh, okay. Work it out. Work it out. <laughs> yeah, for work us. it out. Think out loud. Think out loud. Okay, <laughs> no. So let's compare apples to apples because you're right. A lot of those wide receivers, you know, they're a higher tier of receiver than Darrell Henderson is, is of a running back. Let's compare apples to apples. So would you rather have uh, it's now same idea, Chris Carson, 35th overall. Uh, so he's, he's right in that frame. Would you rather have Chris Carson or Darrell Henderson Jr.? Chris Carson. Uh, that's a tough one for me just because of Chris Carson's injury history. And if they're, they're, if both, they're both 100% pro. healthy, I think I'd rather Chris Carson. Yeah. If they're both 100% healthy, yes. David Montgomery, you guys said David Montgomery? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Miles Gaskin. Because here comes the cliff. Here comes the uh, I mean, Miami. Cliff. You know how I feel about Miami. I'll go Daryl right. Henderson. Yeah, Daryl Henderson Jr. James Robinson. You said James Robinson. Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt. Yeah, I think I'm going Cream Hunt. I'm. I might go um, Daryl Henderson Jr. Then there's a couple good ones. Chase Evans, Mike Davis. I think I think I would take both of those before Daryl Henderson Jr. You would even take. I wouldn't take Chase Edmonds before you, Darrell Henderson. Exactly, because you're big on James Conner. So you might so you might take Darrell Henderson Jr. over Chase Edmonds? I don't even think it has to do anything with, with James Conner. I just I think Darrell Henderson and Chase Edmonds, they're the same kind of player. They're just they're not they're similar. They're not meant to be every, they're not meant to be an every down back. So I, And then after that, it's a I cliff. Darryl, you know, we got Darryl. Raheem Mostert, Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, and then we got the rookies, Javante Williams, Travis Sands. So if so yeah, but that's, that's just that's specific. just running backs though, right? Right, right, totally. Yeah, so, but that's the thing. I'm not. If you have to look, if you're taking them in the fourth, you have to look at all the other capital you're losing out on. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But let's. If you are in a situation where you ended up taking a running back in the first, and then somehow let's say a tight end wide receiver two three, and now you need another guy, and they're all all the top guys are off the board. Darrell Henderson Jr. He'd be the, he's like the next best option. Sure, you can go another wide receiver, but now you're really strapped. You're going to be in uh, some dangerous territory. David Johnson territory for running backs. So I, it depends how you draft. So maybe round four is a little early compared to those wide receivers. Sure. But round five, can we get on board with round five? Yeah, I would say yeah. round five or six. All right. We've reached a consensus, guys. We really worked hard on this. <laughs> I'll come on board with round five. Because you're right. Some of those, uh, like CD Lamb, if you get CD Lamb in the fourth, he could be a league winner. Um, like he could be a top, you know, who knows, top eight, top five wide receiver well, potentially. Especially so. with one of our next headlines. Ooh, no, that's way late. That's so yeah, much later. Now, now we're jumping to Dak Prescott. You jumping to the Dak Prescott headline? Um, no, Amari oh. Cooper being on the pup list because his ankle is still busted. Oh, he wasn't even. We didn't. He's on the pup list. Amari Cooper's on the pup list. <laughs> but just starting on the pup list doesn't necessarily mean anything but yeah he's starting on the pup list Dak at Prescott the, is the, not at the, start, at the start of training camp that just means it's good more of a rapport for uh CeeDee Lamb and, and Dak and Michael Gallup and Dak yes and- for sure but th- with these veterans with veteran players for young guys yeah they need it they need the training camp but these veteran players we have to keep in mind that it's now a 17 game season 
There's a full preseason load. We'll see how coaches choose to use their veterans in those. It, I, I feel like the more rest, the better. Um, and, and so if and people, if people need to start the, the year on the pup list, I don't think it's the end of the world for some of these veterans. I'm pretty sure Amari Cooper always starts <laughs> on the pup list. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not worried about Amari Cooper at all with this. Um, right. Staying with, staying with Dallas. Are we good on yeah. Daryl Henderson Jr.? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So around round five, do you guys, do you, are you going to look to target him or are you going to let someone else have him? Uh, someone else can have him. Probably. Yeah, somebody's going to draft him a little higher than he should yeah, go. I'll let, and... I'll let someone burn their fourth round spot on him. Yeah, and I'm not <laughs> eager I'm not eager to get him, but I do think there's tons of opportunity there. Um, Dak Prescott, good to go for the start of camp, uh, and, which is great news. And we'll see how he uh, reports are about his ankle and mobility. And if all signs are good, I might move him up. I might move him up. I'm too low on Dak. He's a good. He's, he's good. He's good. He's great was, for fantasy. He's good. He's great for fantasy. I was um, watching uh, the NFL Network today, the training camp for uh, Dallas, and he, he's moving well. Uh, he's taking it easy, of course. But he's well, hold on, do- did Hard Knocks start? No, what? it's just training okay. camp. Dallas Cowboys like, are, are doing are the feature of Hard Knocks, right? Right. Yes, but okay. uh, I'm sure they're filming. But um, it was just like uh, some drills. They were showing some drills since uh, camps have started, and he looked good. Uh, he looked pretty decent. Was he doing, I want to know if he was doing his gyration, his hip gyration exercise. No, I didn't see that, any of Until that. I see that, I'm not sold. Okay. I want are to we, see the Are we gyrations. just going to talk about all the Cowboys players now? Sure. Yeah. You want to jump into Blake Jarwin? Blake Jarwin. He, uh, he caught the first pass of practice on seven on seven drills and apparently he's looking healthy. So anyone who had a lot of uh, Blake Jarwin hype or listened to our previous, was he a sleeper or a marquee? I don't remember, but um, I think he was a sleeper. He had to be a sleeper. But um, yeah, things are looking up. The only okay. the only roadblock for Blake is Dalton Schultz. Old Dalton. Sh- I think they call him Dalty. I'm so glad Not, I traded uh, him to Schultz. Schultz or Schultz. Yeah, I got Schultz. rid of my because for me, like Moose is Miami. It's I try to stay away from Dallas. I was able to move Gallup and Dalton Schultz in hold the same on, trade. Hold on, hold on. Moose has a rule. Let's just review for our listeners. Moose has a rule: never draft Miami Dolphins players. Just hasn't been good to him. Plus, they've been terrible for a while. Also, the Jets. You have that same rule for the Dallas Cowboys, who were the yeah. number one offense in fan, in football for the first. But remember, four- remember when I won my dynasty title? What I said on this podcast that I benched Michael Gallup in my playoffs, and I won. And I've told you about my Darren McFadden when he was right. when he you was benched in Michael relief. Gallup. Congratulations. Great decision. But that's when CD Lamb wasn't there and he was playing well in season. He helped me get to the playoffs. And mm-hmm. then I mentioned my Darren McFadden uh, play when he was replacing DeMarco Murray when he was injured. I needed to get like five points from him. Not even a great performance. He fumbled three times in the last game of the regular season for <laughs> fantasy. And I lost because he gave me was minus six points. It was awful. So I, I don't trust them when it comes to playoff. Marco, right? I mean, yeah, I can right. get on board with it because, yeah, I'm always iffy about the Cowboys. But there should be a potent offense, right? Right. Um, Hard Knocks premieres August 10th, 10 p.m. Eastern on HBO, which means on DAZN Canada will be Not Wednesday, a sponsor. Right? Not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor. HBO or DAZN. <laughs> <Not> sponsors. <laughs> Oddly enough, I don't mean, I'm sure they're reaching out soon. Okay. We're good with Dallas Cowboys. We're good with Henderson and Cam Akers. Sticking with running backs, should we jump into Saquon Barkley? Yeah. All right. This is going to be latest news. This is going to. I mean, if we spoke that long about Darrell Henderson, 
I don't think it'll be a doozy. I don't think it'll be a doozy. We'll be okay. I'll I'll I'll, I'll reel it in. I'll reel it in for you. Uh, Moose might have to reel it in because it's you and I that'll probably go back and forth with this. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. I won't be I'll so. Get, I'll uh, get my reel ready. Yeah. Okay. Get it ready. All right. Uh, well, I mean, I, I didn't have it drummed up. I thought you did, Dave. But uh, Saquon okay. Barkley came out saying we had spoke about this before that uh, he, he's not sure if he's going to be ready for week one. He said, we'll see pretty much. But he's also starting uh, like Amari Cooper uh, training camp on the pup list. So sometimes we say the veterans get their much needed rest. Um by going on the pup list because they have lingering injuries and whatever. But um, with this news, like I've said before, I think people should be a little bit lower on Saquon, but not look at him as a top five type running back uh, and more of a back half of the first round in your fantasy drafts. I don't think that's how you should look at it at all because Saquon always has the potential to be a top five. I I think realistically what you have to consider is – you know, how much is, is he going to perform in the year? I think that should be more of the consideration. Right. But, but that's why I'm saying I don't look at him as a top five for this year, because if he by chance misses week one and with the reduced snaps and everything, I think, but, but you have to, because if he's healthy, that's what he is. But okay. So this is how I, I do it for myself. So we, we each do our rankings are, if I just look at running backs, not all positions if you go the first round just if i'm drafting whichever spot i get in the first round who i would take over him so right now i got uh you know derrick henry i got in no particular order uh derrick henry alvin kamara um aaron jones um christian uh, McCaffrey, mccaffrey cook and zeke i put ahead of him so that's six and then i would go saquon and below him just for to the to show people, I have Chubb, JTT, uh, Jonathan Taylor, um, Eckler, Gibson, and Dobbins in my as my top twelve. And I so think that, that's fair. I think a lot of people would agree with you, Anthony. Yeah, on Saquon. Yeah, so I think seventh is not a bad spot for him. I know Moose and I were talking uh, pre-episode uh, or pre-recording that if you look at receivers, sometimes. Uh, he might go even later, like maybe eighth or ninth, depending if you if you value a guy like Devontae Adams higher and, than him. Yeah, and if it's full PPR, like Devontae Adams, yeah. Tarek, they go they go earlier in full PPR versus half. Yeah. So here's my question, Anthony. Are you concerned mainly about the risk of re-injury? Yes. Or like Moose said, the risk of him not playing a lot? What's the main concern? Or is the concern him missing the first first game or first two games of the season? So it's the risk of injury and and that's factoring in if he misses some games or if he's playing injured. So I was kind of looking at it the season that I also won in our main league, our two player keeper when I had Melvin Gordon not playing for other reasons, uh, he was holding out. So I still decided to have him as a keeper and he ended up helping me win when he did play. So he he didn't finish. He was terrible when he came back. You still want to know right away, but in the playoffs, you did he good was that good. year. You did good that year. He, he was good in the playoffs. He wasn't oh, good okay. when he first came back, but I, I had Eckler. So I was still, I was still safe. I made sure to get the handcuff. But the thing is, I think Saquon will be very effective in the games that he does play to the point where he'll still be a, a, a top end option. And I mean, yeah. if you get him in the seventh, if you get him as the seventh RB or seventh pick, or you even go higher with him. I mean, if he does play every, every game, 
then he could be a top five guy. I'm just saying that the risk compared to the other guys that I ranked ahead of him is higher for sake. But that's it. So yes. it just it just depends how you want to play this exactly. season. Exactly. Because I have no interest in drafting Saquon Barkley to just be super disappointed if he re-injures. Right. So I, I would rather target somebody else who, you know, is going to perform close to what he's going to do, but has maybe a little bit of a less of an injury history, you know, isn't being capped by the team already, you know, saying he's going to get only 80% of, uh, you know, whatever his workload's going to be, you know, already they're sort of, it seems like they're preparing everybody for a, a bit of a Saquon, uh, uh, you know, uh, decline in usage. So for me, that's why I'm dropping him a little bit. It's not to say that he's not a first round pick hundred percent. If he's healthy, yeah. hell yeah. And I think if you're looking at the, like if I'm looking at the top 12 running backs, I'd have to admit he's the riskiest, uh, probably at this point, the highest risk of re-injury. You would say maybe, you know, Dalvin cook had some serious injuries in there. Nick Chubb was injured last year. Eckler. Everyone gets injured a little yeah. bit, Eckler. But you're right. With the seriousness of his injury, the risk is high. Yeah. But if you told me, hey, Saquon's going to miss the first two games of the year and then play 100% healthy the rest of the year, I'm smash picking him at number five. Because, oh, I, that, that's what you know, I would sacrifice those. You sacrifice those first two games. But then on a per-game basis, he's going to crush for you. So he might not finish super high in the end of year rankings because he missed those two games. But on a per-game basis, wow. He'd be good. Right. But if you're concerned yeah. about the risk of injury, I get it. You can't really, you can't argue against it. So that, what that's, I would, that's the thing is like, it, it really depends. Like if you are, you know, if, if, if you rely heavily on your running backs to, to win, like you're not good at drafting wide receivers or, or tight ends or something like that, you know, sure. Take, uh, you know, you got to go with another running back. If you're, if you know that you're much stronger at evaluating wide receivers, you know, you're going to get a good wide receiver. Then, you know, maybe you can't take that risk with Saquon. Maybe he gets injured. Yeah. But I mean, you got a plan. If I think everybody, everybody who is a seventh round or later should have a, you should have your strategy. You know, if, if you're going to be drafting, seventh, you mean, do you mean to say seventh overall pick? Like yes. you're, you're, seventh you're overall seventh pick. place in your, yeah, because draft. the likelihood is Saquon will fall to you if, if this trend continues. I think you need to have your strategy and also a Saquon Barkley strategy. I think you yeah, need like to, I, I was just going to say have, if Saquon falls a to you, yeah, if Saquon, I think you need to have more than a handcuff. If Saquon falls to you, you need to have uh, you know, to back up the points you might miss should so, he not So off the play top like of Saquon. your head moves, what would be one of those strategies? So let's say you're in the seventh spot, Saquon falls to you, you want to take him, what what strategy needs to be incorporated with it? Well, I think immediately you need to your next pick <laughs> running is back a, number 2. <laughs> no, your next pick is a tight end. You have to get Kelsey Kittle or Waller. Like a hundred percent because you're gonna you'd be able to make up points there. Really, and not I, another running back in case Saquon is injured. Uh, I mean, well, that's why I'm saying. So I think Moose <laughs> is right. I think Moose is onto something, but because Moose said uh, you need more than a handcuff, but I would say Moose's strategy is right. Get that tight end so you own that position, <laughs> um, and then if if like people are drafting running backs like crazy, like much more than you thought, definitely go get the handcuff. Uh, for him later, because a guy like Devontae Booker, I, like off the top of my head, I don't know what round he's going right now or what his ADP is, but it should be higher than what it is because he will be a factor this year, in my opinion. Hey, you can get you can get Darrell Henderson in the in the fifth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Probably get but his yeah, I know. I just too. think that's it. Like you, 
because if you assume that uh, Saquon Barkley is going to get you like roughly 20 to 25 points a week, you have to make up, you have to find a way to make up those points somewhere else. Yeah. Right. I like, I, I like the idea of the tight end. I think, but I mean, you, you'd be taking the top tight end either way, but yeah, if you do take Saquon on the one Oh seven, it comes back around. That's usually a spot you can get Kittler Waller. So nab him. And then, you know, what I would do is stock up on, um, like backup running backs. I would talk about a bunch of who you see as high potential. So go listen to our marquee delimited round episodes and we can let you know the Mike Davis is the world. The Michael Carter is the world. Uh, our rookie episodes where we talk about Javante Williams, pick up some of these guys who could move into like RB two, maybe even RB one roles. And then, yeah, that backs, that backs. Yeah. But I might not even do that. I might just try to get high powered receivers because this is only under the assumption that Saquon doesn't play. Right. You know, while we're drafting, yeah. he's playing. So, I mean, even if you get late round guys running backs, you know, I think your receivers will be able to cover your losses. So to yeah, speak. and 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 that that's a perfect example. When I, I'm going to bring back Melvin Gordon, Roman numeral three, when I kept had him as a keeper. So I guess at that time he was still a first round type guy when I won because it was ages ago. Um, uh, <laughs> what I did was I went. I drafted Mark Andrews. Uh, well, I hit on him because he wasn't a top tight end option yet because I believe it was his rookie season that I got him with Lamar Jackson. But I went a bunch of running backs. So I went because I kept Melvin Gordon and Michael Thomas. I went Eckler, Carson. So I, I got his handcuff. I got Carson, who's an injury prone guy. And I got, I think I had... Um, I had another running back. I think I had carry on Johnson when he had his decent year. So I had enough players to cover any potential injuries to Carson and Melvin Gordon, depending how long he was going to hold out. So I had enough guys to, to cover the spot. And I got lucky having Andrews to dominate the tight end position as well. So you need like what Moose said, you need a great balance. You need to cover your running backs, but also dominate another position. So Moose is also right saying, uh, if, don't don't go looking to fill the RB spot if when there's not that great of options and there's better options at receivers. So if you can dominate the wide receiver position because there's better options there at that point, do it and then wait till the later rounds to try and nab some of our marquee and guys. So, so basically, it's the same strategy as always: just try to maximize your points. And there's and there's nothing exactly. to say. And there's nothing to say that if you can if you can maximize some of your players, you just you just trade for a running back. Right. Right. In that eventuality. Okay. Or 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 eat not even. Draft like you're going to trade for a running back. It's always mm. tough. That strategy is always tough. I think there's split opinion on that because it, it depends. Well, yeah. yeah. If you're in a league that's not really active on trades or doesn't like is against trading, then you're kind of stuck and you're dependent on, on well, convincing. Obviously, yeah. if you know that, don't don't make that your strategy. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, moving on. Yep. Okay, so huge news out of the NFL. I don't have the exact tweet in front of me. I don't know where it is. I thought Schefter tweeted it. I don't think so. But Pelicero. the NFL... Oh, we'll drum it up, Anthony, while I just oh. give the news. And that is the NFL announced that if your team is unable to play the game any week because of a COVID outbreak, you will take a loss and will count as a loss towards your record um, for making the playoffs. And so even the even bigger part of that is nobody gets paid and nobody gets paid (laughs) on either side. Both teams don't get paid that, which is wild, 
which is wild. But also yeah. the the ruling is a little bit weird because it says multiple players need to be infected. So right. what does this that needs mean? To be a, a true outbreak. Well, multiple yeah. would be more than one. By yeah, but is, but is that definition. yeah? But is that an outbreak? You know, like what is it? Is it players? Is it facility? I well, mean, the NFL is usually pretty good about being very specific. So I'm sure I'm sure they have a, a number or a, a criteria. Yeah. Um. But you know. Well, we'll see what happens. Like, obviously, we we made it through last season. There were, you know, for regular football and for fantasy, with some some bumps, but not too bad. I think we made it through pretty pretty comfortably um, during COVID at its highest points. Um, Which is and, so strange that these rules are only now coming into effect. Well, I guess the rules make sense because the they're expect they well they're going to be fans back in the stadium. Uh, the rules will be slightly different. Um, and then of course it comes down to, um, vaccinations and vaccination rates. And so there's different rules for players, uh, who've been, who've received both vaccinations versus players who haven't. No, uh, I, in terms I of, understand right, this, but so. these severe rules maybe should have also been in place last, last year, season. but sometimes it's almost out of your control. Last season, it was almost out of your control if you got COVID or not at some, at some points, right? Hey, I mean, what, there was only three teams that, uh, had full on outbreaks. I think yes. uh, Seahawks, the Ravens, the, Titan, the Titans, the was... Ravens, the Steelers, and I think the Titans. Uh, what is the Steelers? Yeah, Titans. Titans gotten yeah, and Titans gotten yeah. four thirty-two. Triple. Um, I couldn't find the exact tweet because there's been so much continuation from that thread. But the 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 exact quote was: Any team that experiences a COVID nineteen outbreak among unvaccinated players will forfeit the week and be credited with a loss if the game can't be rescheduled during the eighteen week season. So, yeah, longer season. Yeah. It's gonna be tougher to reschedule. Yeah, so that's crazy because and and so Is I don't know if you. Well, I no, think it, it makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, it's it not a crazy thing to do. It's no. just like, wow, it's like, whoa, that's that's a crazy reality that some teams yeah. could be living. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I don't know if you were going to tie it in here, but I think um, I'll jump to it. So DeAndre Hopkins tweet, tweeted something out, which he then later deleted. But the tweet was, never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. So that Whoa. is crazy to post, um, which I mean, it's a thing that's going on. We won't dive too deep on people getting vaccinated and not getting vaccinated, but this will be a legit uh, topic that will continue to play uh, like no, he doesn't want to be responsible for his team losing games, but I feel like some other players might not look at things that way. And then this might create drama within like certain locker rooms. I, and I know even won't. Yeah. so there, there were players saying that, oh, just got my second vaccine. Like that, you know, they, they, they make posts saying um, we encourage other league mates or whatever to get it done, too. But then you had uh, Jalen Ramsey came out. I'll paraphrase it because I don't have it on me right now. He was just his post was saying that he knows other players that have gotten vaccinated, both vaccinations and still got COVID. So he's saying to, to make a rule as harsh as that, it's just crazy because it could still happen even if you're vaccinated. No, so, no, but, but the rule that you just read said it's only if there's an outbreak on unvaccinated. Yeah. So players. I think that I think some players were just reacting quickly to it. Yeah. So 
um, so for example, if anybody follows Cole Beasley on Twitter, he's been very public. Um, yeah. He sort of denounced the NFLPA, said they're ridiculous. Um, he thinks the vaccine is an infringement on his freedom and his way of life. So this could be a, a difficult time for the Buffalo Bills, seeing as um, Cole Beasley has no interest in getting the vaccine. They don't yeah, need him. Uh, it's going to be... It's gonna- <laughs> Gabe Davis time. Gabe Davis time. It's going to Emmanuel Sanders. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, but I'm sure there's going to be other um, players like who share the yes. view of Cole Beasley on other teams and it's, or DeAndre Hopkins and for whatever reasons. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out and affects um, the season. And we'll keep you up to date on everything we know for uh, for fantasy as far as it extends there. Um, anyways, big news. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Moving on other, other, I, I found this to be huge news that we can't stop talking about Aaron Rodgers. and, uh, news from Adam Schefter was that Aaron Rodgers um, in this off season, uh, 2021 turned down a contract extension that would have tied him to green Bay for the next five years and would have made him the highest paid player in the NFL turned it down. So what we can gather from that, um, we can trust Shefty that that's correct. What we can gather from that is that Green Bay wants Aaron Rodgers. They want him back and they want him around. And they, they even kind of sort of long term, five years. Um, and that for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' side, him potentially holding out or not wanting to return to Green Bay uh, has nothing to do with money. But but that's not a surprise. He's, he's publicly yeah. said that. Yeah. Well, pretty confirmed now. Like the the facts back up what he was saying, basically, in yeah. that yeah. it has more to do with culture and decision making and and all that that we have talked about ad nauseum on this episode, on this podcast. So, yeah, very interesting. Do you guys? So again, I'll ask you again. It's the Rogers. It's the Rogers update. Do you think Rogers is playing Week One for Green Bay Packers? And do you think how long do you think he'll play for the Green Bay Packers? I mean, I I think he's going to play Week One. Uh, I think if you're, I think if you're holding great. out, you, I think if you're holding out, you would, you would be holding out. He showed up to camp. Like I mean, yeah. It, Wait, when like today? Did Packers open today? He didn't show up to camp. I thought. Uh, the, I don't I, think Packers opened uh, their camp. Well, you got to check that because that would yeah. be huge. If Not he shows all the up camp, to camp started at the same time. If he shows up to camp, then that's a gr- maybe that's great I am misinformed. Uh, up, that would be. You might not be. It might have happened just now today. Um, so you can check that out. But uh, my guess would be he's playing week one, but that he won't be in a Green Bay Packers uniform beyond this season. They start their their camp. Training camp starts on July 27th. Yeah, okay. With the first practice on July 28th. Um, so Monday. Yeah. Monday? Yeah. Yeah, Monday. So what I'll say is I, I think I'm going to change what I originally thought. So I, I think he will play week one. I don't think he'll be there for the entire training camp, but he'll show up maybe halfway through. Like we said, veterans sometimes don't need to get in as many reps. Aaron Rodgers is one of, or the most talented QB in the league uh, or one of them. And I mean, there's no reason for him to hold out because he didn't want an extended contract, which means he does want to eventually not play for them. So yeah. He's no, he, not holding out for more money, so doesn't he wants the GM fired? Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. That, a lot of people have said, people close to Aaron Rodgers have said that's not the case. That that's untrue. But that exact piece. Any issues he has with the 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 GM or the front office or whatever, 
he's not going to get his wish. If he thought that it was trending in his direction, he would sign an extended contract to play with the Green Bay Packers. So how he, hard is the, it to shift the culture? But well, maybe for, they don't feel that maybe the other players don't feel there needs to be a culture change. If it's only Aaron Rodgers coming out saying this, then I mean, he's he's the one that has the issue with them. But the culture so, change refers mainly to not to the players. It refers to management and their yeah. approach to no, but I'm saying the other players you know, signing players, keeping players yeah. and corp- including Aaron Rodgers on the discussions and decision making. That's the culture and how they but I mean, them. like, how bad is the culture? Like they can they're in contention for Super Bowl every year. It's not like they've missed the playoffs. And yeah, but so that I has, mean, that has nothing. No, but, but I'm saying are not related. But I'm saying he's the one that has problems with the the upper management. But we don't hear any other players from the team complaining. So this is an Aaron they, they Rodgers have, issue. Apparently, a lot of the players do not like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, with right. him, but not they haven't with the complained about management. Is what he's saying, right? Is which is why Fair I'm point. like, this is why he doesn't want to resign, and and he'll go, he'll play somewhere else to end his career. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, most likely. All right, well, sticking with quarterbacks, guys, uh, this headline we spoke about a little bit before, but not so Big Ben Roethlisberger uh, reporting to training camp yesterday. Um, so we initially talked about how reports are coming out that Big Ben's in the best shape of his life. He went, he took his offseason training very seriously. And, you know, my reaction to that, I think all of our reactions was, it's great. You know, it's a little late in your 18th season to finally be taking your uh, you know, your weight, your health, your overall fitness, you know, it, it, to be a priority as a professional athlete, a little late. Um, so wasn't too excited about it. But then when I saw pictures of him, I was like, whoa, okay, we're not talking just doing some yoga classes and uh, some lifting a couple of weights. Like, he looks like he lost a, a lot of weight. He looks, yeah. he's, he's trim. Do I get to make the toss this burger joke again? Um, <laughs> the same one you made last time? <laughs> the one I just made. Uh, okay. Um... So it's a good sign. Like I'm still not taking in a one QB league. I won't draft Ben Roethlisberger because there's so many other QBs, right? Um, Maybe in a a two QB league or a super flex, he comes into the discussion because he's certainly going to be in the top 24. Um, But to me, it's more uh, important for, well, if he's a little bit healthier, and he's a little bit more mobile and it's better on his knees, you know, maybe the offense can do more than just, uh, you know, shotgun slant passes and which would then bode well for Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, uh, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, He's also got the elbow. Losing the weight. Elbow. The elbow. Of losing weight helps your elbow. Well, being more mobile is going to make gonna make you th- like rotate your shoulders and hips better. Do the Dak Prescott shimmy. You know, the, what are they calling it? The uh, gy- hip gyrations. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so it helps everything. Um, as we know, Moose, a couple of guys who are in the process of losing a bit of weight ourselves, you know, does all sorts of things for the body. So, um, but yeah, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to make him a, a top 10 QB in fantasy, but something to keep our eye on. I like it better than, better than the opposite. If he came, if he, if he showed him up a camp. better streaming option <laughs> for certain weeks. Maybe. Yeah. He's a streamer. You remember, yeah. have you guys seen the clip of Ben Rosberg at training camp ages ago when he was, he was big, but like could still move. And they're doing a QB drill where they throw pads at you and you have to duck around them as if it's linemen coming your way. And as a joke, Ben Rosberg just hits them all like out of the way on purpose. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. It's a funny one. So, you know, he might not have to do that. <laughs> so, well, But that's the other thing too, is, uh, will he be able to take as hard a hits as he used to take? Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, you know, so the, yeah. And, and, you know, weight is important in that, but, um, you know, if you're strong, if you improve your strength as well as loss of the weight, then you should be okay. And, 
Um, I guess the idea is to not get hit to get the, get the heck out of the way, but it's going to happen, but right? Ben Ben takes hits. That's that was you know one of the things that made him really good is yeah he could take wait wait and take the hit. Yes, yeah, good point. All right, guys, those uh, we got a couple more headlines for us. Sticking with the Steelers, might as well. Steelers signed uh, veteran um, edge rusher Melvin Ingram. Um, which is just you know making their strength even stronger, uh, just to shore up that uh, other side with T.J. Watt. So their defense is going to be potent again. Um, the San Francisco 49ers signed Fred Warner and made him the highest-paid linebacker in the league. Fred Warner, of course, known for uh, he's this kind of the new hybrid linebacker. He can cover wide receivers just as well as the coach, his coaches say, as anybody. Never mind just the best linebacker coverage, but just anybody. So that San Francisco defense is going to be quite good as well. And something to keep your eye on when San Francisco, a player like that, for fantasy, we don't dive too much into defense, but you do want to know the top cover players on each team. And then if they're being matched up against one of your players, then you might want to. Um, yep. watch out for starting those guys, you know, when they're playing the Xavier Howards of the world, the Jalen Ramseys. And then we might have to throw Fred Warner in the mix, um, covering running backs of the backfield or who knows who's going to be covering. So, uh, and finally, my last headline is, um, coming out of new England, Ramahandre Stevenson has been placed on the NFI list, which is the non-football injury list. Um, so that means he's not available to, or not healthy to play at this point. If he's not starting the season, guys, does that change your opinion on Damian Harris at all? One less mouth to feed in the too many mouths to feed argument. No. Not at all. Not Moose. Just, it, as a Patriots fan, you just can't get on board, eh? Because that's not the argument. The argument's not there's too many mouths to feed. It's which mouth is going to get fed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So it doesn't matter how many. It's just not sure which that, that game. Yeah. Until there's only one, we'll never know. Yeah. Exactly, and I have the I am still of the opinion that Damon Harris is a good late mid round, a good late marquee target, um, because it's so hard to get starting running backs at that point. And I, yeah. I think he's going to be good for he's going to be average. He's going to be over a thousand yards this year on the ground. So Ooh. can't can't turn your nose up at that. Also, I I just got to say while we're talking about the Patriots because this was a smaller headline, but that was hilarious. Came out said Cam Newton says this year is a put up or shut up year. Great attitude, Cam. Every year should be a put up or shut up year. <laughs> but he said that last year too. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so you're right. It's All like right, every Cam. year is. <laughs> okay. Go clip your nails on the sidelines. Yeah. Hey, man. Fourth, 430 alarm clock going off. First one in the building. We'll see how it pays off this year. All right. I think we're ready to move into our next segment. That was a wild amount of headlines. Super fun. Um, but uh, needed, much needed. And I'm sure more things as training camps open, more things are going to evolve. And we're so excited to be delivering you all the news to keep you um, front runners to win your fantasy leagues this season. Um, but right now it's time for They Said It Already. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. You almost got a bit of like a southern accent going on that one. I don't even know. I, I'm not really in control of what happens, but I'm just I'm, excited. I'm just glad you liked it. Just keep going. Don't even, don't even ever think about it. Just do I it. I don't. I don't. Wait. The one time I did, it was it was bad. So. Yeah, you tried to add all kinds of crescendos at the end yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this one's coming from user Empire underscore fantasy underscore FB. Which RB in the 25 to 48 range has the best chance to break into top 12 territory? 
So uh, which RB in the 25 to 48 range has the best chance to break into top 12 territory? Is it Hunt, Sermon, Edmonds, Harris, Mostert, Robinson, Carter, Rojo, Moss, and now Henderson are all out of the top 24 according to ADP. So he listed off some of the guys. Um, I know uh, I had attached uh, the ADPs for some of these running backs, but I think it's a short list of running backs in that range, the 25 to 48 range that can make it into the top 12. So to me, we spoke a little bit about it earlier. We don't think Daryl Henderson will be that guy. Even as number one running back, we think that he's uh, the high. Well, I think his highest finish will be between the 20 to 24 range. You think Um, that's his highest finish? Maybe 15. Or where you should take him. Yeah. Well, here he just he doesn't mention ADP, which RB in the twenty five to forty eight range. I'm assuming that's finish. No, right? he's of, no, he's talking. ADP. He's talking current ADP. Yeah. Okay. That's that's average draft. Oh yeah, but, sorry. But, at the uh, end, according to ADP, yeah. according to ADP, yeah. So, um, Anthony, I mean, do you want to just take a minute? No, all good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, oh gosh. Yeah. So I think it's a short list. I think Who, my guy that I would think that would, that could make it into the top 12 would be a Mike Davis. Um, because he seems to be the only option at Atlanta. And I mean, he was in that range last year when he was covering for Christian McCaffrey, when he was injured, um, obviously he didn't finish there, but he had the potential to finish there. And I think I'm not sure. And I know I'm kind of on the moose side of things with uh, like the Jets and Miami. But I think Miles Gaskin, I know he has a couple guys there with him, but we saw great things from him last season. But I just don't know if there's going to be a timeshare over there with uh, I know Malcolm Brown is not uh, by any means um, a guy that I think will eat too much into the starting uh, into Miles Gaskin's uh, workload, but I think he might vulture some touchdowns, which might make it difficult for Gaskin to get there. Because I think running backs that get a lot of touchdowns are ones that usually find themselves in the top twelve. For so sure, Mike Davis I think yeah. will get all the touchdowns on his. Um, uh, Mike Davis was thirteenth last year in half PPR. Okay, there you <laughs> go. Year. So he almost did it last year, and so. When you're looking at this list, there's two ways to approach it. We can talk about players that we think with the current opportunity they have are talented enough to to be top 12. And we can and then we can look at players who are one injury away from being like an auto top 12. So for me, like a Kareem Hunt, I don't project him to finish in the top 12. But if uh, Nick Chubb misses any time, well, I mean, that that offense is going to crush. They're going to run the ball 20. He's going to get 30 touches a game if uh, Chubb's out. So. Um, there's that. And then um, there's players who have the potential even regardless. And I, James Robinson did it last year. I, I think, I, you know, I, honestly, the name that pops out to me the most uh, here is Trey Sermon. Yeah, he's kind because, of like on the cusp there. We, yeah. we almost know that Raheem Mostert's going to get injured at some point, you know, but, and, and he's going to be the guy. Yeah, so, but I, I I think what removes him from the talks of this is that I don't think he starts there. I think like, like kind of how Dave was assessing, um, what's his name? Uh, not it won't be on the same level, obviously. But Saquon, let's say he does miss two or three games at the start of the season, when he comes in, his points per game will be fantastic. But I just don't know if Sermon will have a go at it alone. 
to get him into that top 12. I think he has the talent of a top 12 running back, but I don't know if he gets enough work to get him there this year. Yep. So that's my only concern. Ditto. Um, and I mean, like, I, I say barring an injury to James Conner, like I know Moose is lower on Chase Edmonds, but I, I think two other guys I would throw in would be if Conner gets injured right away, Chase Edmonds or Michael Carter. He's in, we talk about number one running backs that have all the opportunity in the world. The Jets, we don't know what's going to happen with the Jets this year. Uh, so, I mean... Michael Carter, I don't think anybody's going to take the majority or I don't think it'll be a timeshare over there. I think Michael Carter will get the majority of the touches. So I think he's also a great sleeper option, late round marquee guy that could find himself there as well. But so I, I, I would counter with the same argument that you made for me is uh, Tevin Coleman is, is apparently the starter. I mean, he's the veteran. He, 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 very well could be starting day one. Yes. yes. I think that'll Michael change Car- we, camp. We, we do. I think we that'll change yes. camp. Well, we'll see. I agree on, in both um, cases. And then one guy, one name that's left off the list. So we, we mentioned a bunch there, but one name that's left off the list. I don't know why, because I think his ADP is, ahead, is before Michael Carter is, is Javante Williams uh, from the Denver Broncos. Talk about the talent to finish top 12 just needs the opportunity and the volume. Uh, it'd be Javante Williams. Um, With his so, ADP I, uh, on the list I'm looking at, I have him at 21st. Uh, he's okay. full. Well, that's why. 21st? Still close. Yeah. It's still close. But it's, well, he, it's rising on him because yeah. uh, since the news of him being the, the lead back, I think yeah. it's gone way up. Um, I mean, this is a long shot too, but I mean, I have to bring up my Marquis de la Midround, Jamal Williams. But of course, it's a timeshare with DeAndre Swift. But no, uh, my my guy is Mike Davis. I would um, I would second that. I would second that. Mike Davis would be my top name, especially amongst the the few that uh, this user Empire Fantasy, who we've done a Reddit of before, um, mentioned. Have we? I'm pretty sure. We'll find out when we when we <laughs> when he gets in touch with us because. He's listening. Um, so we're all Mike Davis, Moose, more of a Trey Sermon guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not uh, – it's more of a gamble for me. I think he, he could be. Uh, it's not a surefire thing, but, I mean, San Francisco, I mean, they, they run that ball. And old yeah. shaky old shaky knees is going to have his <laughs> knees shaken. A lot of people oh. really like old shaky knees. Raheem Mustard. They can, they can like him all they want. Yeah. It's not going to okay. keep him on the field. Yeah. Too fast for his own knees. All right. Well, that was a fun episode, guys. I'm, um, I've been drinking a beer this time, this whole time, guys. Um, and not bad. <laughs> what, do you think, uh, what do you think we've been doing? I know, but you know, normally I'm not on Thursdays. I'm being uh, healthy. I, I'm taking your place today, Dave. Oh, okay. That, nothing wrong with that. Um, I got my second dose of the vaccine yesterday, so I'm double vaxxed and ready to crush fantasy. I was trying to go for a rhyme. There's not one there. So uh, I'm celebrating. I'm having a Race Rocks um, ale from Lighthouse Brewing and down the street from my place. When you guys visit this fall for fantasy season or for football season, we will go to Lighthouse. And this is a Race Rocks. It's not bad. A bit of darker, darker beer. It's not bad. Not my favorite of theirs, but it is good. Yeah, well, I'm going to say there's nothing unhealthy about having one beer. It's just like having a couple of slices of bread. 
but uh, I have an interesting, <laughs> I have an interesting beer here today. Uh, this one's for Dave, since oh. uh, he always wants to talk about other sports. This one's from uh, the. Uh, well, I hope I say this right. It's uh, Le Knowlton Company, and it's an English porter. It's okay. not an Uncle Nick's pick, but Uncle Nick uh, and my auntie Judith got it for me for uh, my birthday, and it's a it's a rugby beer. So there's Ooh. a there's a I don't know if you guys can see there's a rugby oh, yeah. player and he's throwing his elbow. Oh wait, gotta go the right way. He's throwing his elbow into a guy's head, and the head pops off, and then they celebrate with the guy's head on the ground. Okay, oh. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as violent as Moose described. If you're listening to it. You want to tune in on YouTube. It's Get cartoony. on YouTube. Yeah, it's more cartoony. And so you can see all the things that are happening as well as our beautiful faces. The decapitated and head is laughing. It's laughing. It's, it's, it, he's, he's happy. happy. It's, he's it's, happy. Happy. well, because the decapitated uh, body is drinking the beer and the head oh, is laughing. Well, yeah. So if a decapitated head is drinking the beer and it's making him smile, got to be a good beer. Got to be a good porter. <laughs> it is. It's, it's quite, quite tasty. It's quite, quite the porter. It's quite, oh, um, actually, I like that. If, the gentleman who owns this uh, brewery is listening. He wanted to come on the podcast. Ooh, did he? Oh, wow. He did. Wow, Which, that's... if you are listening, we'd be more than happy to have you on. Absolutely. Yeah. Reach out to us. Love our um, guests. Reach out to us at 3bfantasypod at gmail.com or on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and come go watch us on YouTube so you can see all the action. Yeah. Anthony, cut you off. What were you saying? What kind of water? No, I was just going to say, because usually you're just drinking like normal water. Like, I guess I have a boobly. Um, oh, a Michael Bublé. Yeah? A lime boobly. But um, the limes, yeah, the lime bubblies are. I'm excellent. not drinking beer, not for lazy reasons, but um, unlike you, Dave, uh, my second vaccine destroyed me. Uh, just recovered after sleeping like 10 hours today. So I feel like I'll just take it easy with a, a boobly tonight. Oh, boy. Yeah, health. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta feel good. And yeah, sometimes the second dose is hitting people. Hitting people. But you know what? It just means it's working. Just means it's working. It's working. Those anti, but you're you're building antibodies. Good couldn't to go. couldn't hit worse than actual COVID. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, guys, words of wisdom as we depart this epic episode. Um, as always, put your best gut forward. I. We'll be camping this weekend, so if it is 295 Ooh. Kelvin, you better be assured that I'm putting on some sunscreen. Yeah, and we don't approach 295 or a Kelvin. Hat on your head. <laughs> hat on your head. Protect the hat. Hey, I got to say this to any guys out there who are thinning on top, or you shave your head in the summer, or you know maybe you're going bald for the first time in the summer. Wear a hat. There is nothing worse than burning your scalp. You will get the worst headache of your life. In fact, I see some of these old guys out there and like, I don't know, like they've like trained their head. They must've gotten like so many sunburns. I see <laughs> them. It's real just, dark. Oh yeah. It's real dark. Yeah. And I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, what is going on? Like, how are you not wearing a hat right now? You do not want to burn your scalp. It's not a good time. Good tip. Very good tip. Um, and we haven't approached 295 Kelvin out here in Victoria, but uh, you but, must uh, have. There's no way know. in that heat wave you didn't. Yes, no, during the heat wave, but yeah. recently, recently, yeah, yeah. I think we're we're right on the cusp of two ninety five Kelvin. So it's been it's been beautiful. Been stand up paddleboarding, tossing the frisbee outside. So I think I'm past sunscreen point. I'm pretty good. I'm like I got this little golden glow Dave, going on. Your face yeah. looks like you never even yeah. put it on. Yeah, 
I could still it's see the, the it's the lighting. It's the lighting. It no, looks no, no. beautiful. No, 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 beautiful. No, no, no. Listeners, come on YouTube. You judge for yourself. Leave a comment. I want to hear from you on YouTube. How does does my tan on the YouTube look beautiful? I Golden can see brown the sunglass or tan. red. Well, like that, get, that was still remnants from the weekend, but I mean, look, come on, come on. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I think you're it's good. good. <laughs> you're tan hating me. You're tan. You're, is that the word? I, yeah. You're, I'm, you're tan hating. We're, can, we're canceling tanning. I, I think I think you're in denial of what a tan is compared to a burn. <sighs> this is. I did not burn. I had no adverse effects or more pain or redness. Well, I, I can see that there's redness. <laughs> it's not red. It's the lighting. <laughs> it's, I can't. You, what color is that? <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm coming back to visit you guys pretty soon. It's like a light brown. It's a brownish. It's a brown. <laughs> it's a brown with brown? a glow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am, Anthony. Is there a problem with it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh goodness. goodness. Anyways, um, go on YouTube, judge for yourself. That's it. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.